I'm Janie Pilgrim, and this is The Deal. Hi, everyone. I'm Janie Pilgrim, and this is The Deal. I'm back. Yes, I'm back. I've been away for a while um, with radio, um, and in particular, Block Talk Radio. I've been away for a while. I spent some time developing and promoting my children's book, the Prince Garrett series. And I love the series. I love the message that it has for the children. It's full of inspiration, hope, gratitude, and just really focusing on the potentiality and the possibility for children. And I really love making an impact on children's lives with the book. And I wholeheartedly plan on continuing to do that. But as I continue to work on the children's book, the whole coaching and mentoring and inspiring people um, just continue to be huge. And I keep filling up with the desire to continue to empower adults as well as children. And it's equal to, if not greater than, my desire to impact the children. I want to impact the adults who are going to impact the world who will eventually and ultimately impact the children. So I continue to do that with my LinkedIn profile. I write articles um, from diversity to working in groups to building your own individual career and just really being diverse in doing that because it looks different for everyone. But I did not do the radio and I started to think I need to come back to radio I can reach a larger platform and impact people in the way that I want to Um, and I remember earlier on my husband mentioned to me that I should go ahead and do more shows of my own and that idea excited me but I really wasn't feeling it I really wasn't feeling um, the desire to go on and continue to host lots of shows without interviewing folks. My background is in human resources. I've done, uh, I was a generalist as well as a recruiter. I've done MBA recruiting. I did diversity solutions. I've been in back offices and helped decide who was going to get promoted, who was going to get let go, Um, you know, focused on compensation for individuals and bonuses. And so, but interviewing was the core of what I had done in corporate. So interviewing people just came naturally for me and I really enjoyed it. And I was a student as much as I was the host of the show, because when the people came on, I learned so much from them. I'm a perpetual student. I'm always in the seat in the process of learning. So to host my own show and have it be about me most of the time really didn't resonate with me. And the more I thought about it, when I was away from the show, I realized that fear doesn't have to be the 10,000 pound gorilla that's sitting in your doorway, staring you in the face. It could be a tiny little voice that says, I really really don't want to do this. And maybe you haven't explored the reasons why you don't want to. And during my hiatus and my time away, as this feeling to really impact adults on a greater level continue to uh, fill me up, 
I realized what was holding me back was this tiny bit of fear. It wasn't a huge fear. It, and because I speak in front of people all the time. I've um, been keynote speakers. I do training. I do development. So I, I speak to people all the time. And I just jump in and have it work out. But the idea of hosting my own show on a consistent basis and having me be the subject matter expert all the time, I wasn't thrilled by it because that means I'm always on and it's always about me. And I don't always want it to be about me. I wanted other people to voices to be heard. But what was really fueling the my decision not to do that was this tiny little piece of fear. And that tiny fear can cause you to stop doing great things or not to do great things. And I'm here to say that most people will tell you, jump in, have it work out, conquer your fear. How many times we hear that all the time? Conquer your fear, go in, make it happen. You know, you feel like you need to be this gladiator and pick up your sword and just slay fear as it stands you in the face. And sometimes it actually works that way. But oftentimes I believe for most of us, and I want to say mostly women, but I think men struggle with this too. It's the little fear that we don't even sometimes realize we have until we're faced with it, right? It silences us, right? It silences our voice, our opinion, and our impact. And a lot of times it's the benefit of time which causes us to overstep our fear. And I use the word overstep intentionally because it's not necessarily conquer. When I think of conquer, you know, it's to overcome, but I'm thinking conquer sounds like you're really proactive at it. I'm talking about you have life experiences, you go through some stuff, you develop in your maturity, and then the fear begins to shrink, kind of like a seed that never really took off. It's there. It begins to dry up. And then over time in your experiences and when you mature and when you learned a few things, you get to step over gently. It's not a big hurrah. It's not a big whoop. It's no huge celebration. You quietly and gently get to step over your fear. Kind of like it was an old enemy that you've seen that you've forgiven and you've walk past and you just see them in the distance and you keep walking and it doesn't really impact you one way or the other. So I'm here to say it doesn't have to be, you don't have to slay your fear. You can jump in and have it work out. I've done that. And sometimes just as human beings and us being human, we will have to go through some stuff and some time that will help us overstep by fear. And why did I tell you this? One, because I was dealing with that. And I believe the fact that I'm back, that I gently overstepped my fear. And two, to let you know that you're not alone. And that maybe it's taking you some time to conquer your fear. Maybe you feel like you weren't the warrior in the ring, and that you were able to slay your fear victoriously. So I'm here to say that sometimes it takes time and you have to work through some stuff. And the moment you realize that you are fearful, 
you can begin to work on it and you don't have to feel guilty about it. Embrace the fact that you need to go through some stuff sometimes in order to work things out. We hear all the time that times of the essence do what it is that you need to do today so that you could be victorious tomorrow. And all that's true. And, and we should approach life vigorously and try to get to our vision the best route we know how. But in that journey, we may find ourselves taking a left turn or a detour. And that detour may be struggling with something that you were fearful about. So just wanted to say that continue to work on it, continue to pray on it, and know that you will eventually overcome your fear. And I'm a testimony to that because I'm here today and I'm back on Block Talk Radio and I'm here to touch, move, and inspire and share my experiences. Of course, I will have guests on, but to share my experiences in a way that can move you forward in your career and to live out your purpose and your destiny. Okay, so today's topic is does the 40 under 40 list, does it get you excited? Does it have you pull your hair out? And does it make you wonder how are you missing the boat? How are you missing the mark? And I've seen these lists, right? You see this list of people that you may know, or you may not know, and they're under 40 and they're just rocking it out. And you're like, wow, that's great. I want to be them. And, and then reality sets in and you know that you're working hard and you're being diligent and you're doing the things that you need to do and you're overturning most rocks and you're trying to connect with the right people and it just hasn't happened for you yet. So then you see that 40 under 40 list and you say to yourself, what am I doing wrong? How come I haven't made it on that list and I'm very close to 40 or I'm 40 or I'm past 40 and I'm here to tell you, you have to Starting today, measure your stuff by your own yardstick. If you continue to measure yourself by other people's yardstick, you will always feel that you're coming up short. Everyone has a different experience. Maybe they've had people in a network that had connections. Maybe they're lucky. But or maybe they've been at this since they were 10. Like think of the gentleman, uh, Mose Bose. He's been at this since he was, you know, a little kid. He's still a little kid. So they, maybe they've been at it for a long time and it's finally paid off. And I'm here to tell you that will be you if you continue to persevere, if you continue to seek what it is that you're looking for, if you continue to work hard. Now, people will tell you, that you need to work hard and keep digging in. And I'm like, absolutely, you have to work hard. You have to do the work. I mean, if you don't do the work, very few of us just hit lotto. And then when you hit lotto, you don't keep it. Statistics tell us that. You don't keep it when, you, when it comes so easily. But you have to do the work, but you also need to make the right connections. What I find is a lot of uh, women and people of color, we don't have the necessary connections that can get us to the next step. And that's one of the things that we need to work on. But one of the things we have to do is be very clear in our vision. And, and sometimes we're just not clear and that's what keeps us off the path. And I become more clear um, the older I get, you know, I could, I could say now I'm an author, but that's not what resonates with my spirit. 
Um, and then I could say, you know, I'm a trainer and that's true too, but that's not what gets me up and be passionate in the morning. And I could say, you know, I'm a good interviewer and I reach people and, and that's not quite it either. I think at my core, I'm a teacher. And I just kind of had that epiphany within the last couple of years when I was not on the radio. Um, so I believe I'm a teacher and I'm here to teach and teaching includes children, young adults and adults. So I'm open to teach anyone who will learn. And, and once you start digging in and do what you love, even if you don't define it, it will start to define itself as you become more grounded. Also, what I want to let you know, which I think is very important, which was an aha moment, is that your purpose will change over time. There's some people out there who really get bogged down and people come um, to me and I've heard people on the radio and on television. They say, I don't know what my purpose is. And they get bogged down and they get frustrated. And then they look at this 40 under 40 list, right? And these people look like they know what their purpose is. They're on track for success. And you feel that you're not there because you're not clear on your purpose. Knowledge is power. And the interesting thing is, if you understand that your purpose changes over time, then you can rest in that. Because there was a point in time, well, I didn't even know it was my purpose because we feel like we have to define everything in this culture we live in, right? So I didn't know it was my purpose. But my purpose was to be a student. In high school, I didn't like being in high school. But when I got to college, I realized I actually liked learning, which was an aha for me. Um, so I liked learning. And then after college, I, you know, I got a job and I enjoyed learning uh, undergraduate recruitment and MBA recruitment. And then I became a generalist. And I enjoyed that. And then, you know, when I interested in something, I start reading about it. So I'm a student. And even when I was interviewing people on the deal a few years earlier, I was a student. Even then, I was learning so much from the people I was interviewing. So I was always a student and I'm still going to be a student. But I also feel very passionate and part of my purpose is to be a teacher. So don't get bogged down about not being crystal clear what your purpose is because it may change over time. And it will. And as you mature, it will change and you will become closer. You will get closer to what it is that your purpose is calling you to do or be. So become clear on that. So the 40 and the 40 list, going back to that, do not judge your success based on someone else's yardstick. Now, I don't play golf, but a friend of mine does. And he tells me when you're playing golf, you're really playing against yourself. And yes, you may have you may have other people on the golf course that you're playing against, but you're really trying to beat your own score. So what you want to do is beat your beat your own score. Now, I'm not a person who likes to write lists. I don't like to write lists. It's not what I'm inclined to do. But I notice that when I do write things down, I feel empowered. I feel more connected to it. So what I'm going to ask you to do today is to grab a pen and paper. And if you're not, if you're like me and you're not one of those people to write things down, I'm like, have the courage, jump in and have it work out. This is one of those things that's simple enough. Jump in, and have it work out. Get yourself a pen, get yourself a paper, a pencil or whatever you write with your phone, type it in your iPad and just jot down three things that you want to accomplish for 2016. Three. And I'm going to say start off with something that's low-hanging fruit, right? Something that's pretty simple to do so that you can feel a sense of accomplishment right away. 
I mean, everybody would tell you it's a different approach, but I'm like, yeah, you should have some wins and it's nice to have some quick wins. So put the first thing on that, it's a quick win, right? And then your second thing should be something that's kind of intermediate that you can do, that you know you can do, that there's, some, there's been a track record of proven success with it. So write that down, that you want to accomplish. It should be new or ongoing what you want to accomplish for 2016. And then it should be your stretch thing that you want to do. Maybe you, you, know, you want to get more clients, but ultimately you want to write a book and share that information with clients. So if, if the big thing is write a book, Three, that's the third thing, write the book. And then you need to, if you don't know how, you, you need to seek out how do you do that. There are plenty of experts. You can always contact me. I've written uh, six children's books, um, five of which are published. The sixth one would be uh, this quarter for 2016. It's called No Matter What. And it's an inspirational book for children uh, and it's full of affirmations. So if you're, if your goal is to write a book, then begin the process of writing the book. Google it, uh, you know, get into some writing courses. Find out if there's writing books on Facebook. And I know there are because I'm a part of a few of them. And begin writing the book and do a little bit every day. It doesn't even have to be that much. Even if it's a paragraph, begin writing it. So whatever the goal is, it could be a book. It could be running a marathon, whatever that is. Get with some people, find out who's running a marathon and jump in. Have it work out. And as you begin to do this, look at that list on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis to see if you're on track. You may want to put some timelines around it. Um, I, again, I've not been a person who likes to write goals and objectives down. I'm, I'm focused on a vision. I'm a kind of a big picture thinker. So I put the vision out there and everything I do should lead to that vision. But I do realize that based on my vision, I need to take a step back. And start with the steps and the objectives and the goals that it needs, that I need in order to reach that vision. Otherwise, I'll find myself heading towards that vision, but I'm going in several different directions and I will get to um, a milestone, but I'll take a lot of detours on the way of getting there. So I'm encouraging you not to do it that way, but to write it down so that you're very clear on the things that you want to work on. So you're going to write down low hanging fruit, a, a pretty simple thing that's easy for you to do. And then maybe it's like make 10 phone calls to people that you know, that have uh, ran the marathon and, and get part of that group. If that's a simple thing, then the intermediate thing that's a little more challenging, but also doable, and you've had some measure of success. And the third thing should be something that is a bit of a challenge and a stretch for you, and write that down. Um, and you could tell people who you believe that is enrolled in your vision. Um, the old school of thought was to tell everybody, and so that when people ask you, where are you with your thing, that you can be held accountable. I'm here to tell you that everyone won't buy into your vision. So tell the people that you love, that really care for you and care for your heart and want to see you succeed, tell them and they will help you stay on track. So again, this 40, this 40 under 40, you have to use your own benchmark for success. And I'm here to tell you that when you talk to people who've had success, major success, intermediate success, 
you will typically find out that it did not happen overnight. I've heard lots of um, singers who are now successful that say, I became an overnight sensation and it took me 15 years. And so you know about them when they become famous, when all their hard work um, and preparation met the opportunity, but you definitely don't meet them on the road when they're struggling and they're having a hard time. So write it down and check in. And that's how you measure your success day by day, week by week, month by month, and year by year, not by somebody else's yardstick. And remember, success is personal and it's yours. So just to recap, the first thing you're going to do is write a goal that's obtainable. That's what I call the low-hanging fruit, something that you know you could do and it'd be a quick win. That's the first thing. The second thing you're going to do is write down your intermediate goal, a goal where you've had some measure of success and that you know you can do it, but it's going to require a little time and effort and work. So that's number two. And three is your stretch goal. So whether it's running a marathon, writing a book, starting your business, you're going to write that down and follow up with some steps that you need to do in order to make that successful. And you need to prioritize these in what needs to happen first and what should happen second, because A has to happen for B to happen for C to happen. So you're going to write down your low hanging fruit, your first goal, that's pretty easy to accomplish. Second, your intermediate goal, that's going to require some challenge, but it's not out of the ballpark. And the third goal is something a little bit more challenging. It's going to take a little bit more time to do, a little bit more effort, a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more skill, a little bit more ability. And you may have to ask for help and get people around you who are subject matter experts. Okay, and here's the big one. Your road to success is going to be rewarding, but it's also going to be challenging. It may not always be a walk in the park, but it will always be rewarding to do something that you feel energized and motivated to do. That's why you're going to tell the people that care about you and who's in line with your vision so they can continue to encourage you. The information is there. Just look. If you have to go to the library, there are books that you can read. Go on blog, talk, radio, um, listen to me. There are other people out there who have information that would be very helpful on your journey to success. Continue to seek, but more importantly, seek to be grounded. Because when you are grounded, if a promotion doesn't come, if a bonus doesn't come that you were expecting, continue to do the work. Raise your hand for a project because the information that you learn, the information that you seek and you learn, it becomes a tool in your tool chest. It becomes a greater asset for you. So continue to learn, continue to seek, write down your goals, short-term, intermediate, long-term goals, your easy hanging fruit, your intermediate goal, and your more of a challenge goal. Put some timelines around it and monitor it and tweak it if you need to. Some people are so rigid and they think that if I write this down, it has to happen exactly the way I wrote it down. Life is fluid and so is your plan. So it's very necessary to be flexible. A tree that is flexible bends in the wind, one that doesn't breaks. So we're here to encourage you. I'm here to encourage you. Your goal, your dream 
it's there. Believe in it and take one step at a time and measure yourself by your own yardstick. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you taking the time out to listen. I hope the information was both motivational and informational. I would love to continue to connect and I can be found on LinkedIn at Janie Pilgrim. That's J-A-N-N-I-E, last name Pilgrim, P-I-L-G-R-I-M. I could also be found on Twitter at The Deal FM. That's my handle. And I could also be found on Facebook. I'm looking forward until the next time on The Deal FM, where a little advice can change your life.